Hi, this is Mason, and you are listening to another episode of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I'm really excited. This is actually episode 21, um, which is awesome and crazy. And wow, what a what a crazy thing to be doing this for 21 weeks. Um, if this is your first time here, welcome. If this is your last time here, goodbye. And if you've been around, I appreciate you so much. Um, this has been such a fun experience for me, but I realize it's really been a great experience for me just to be able to reflect on the wonderful things going on in my life, um, the difficult things going on in my life. It sort of worked as a journal almost. Um, regardless, I'm just happy that we're we're here for episode 21, and as I get started, I man, do I wish I took uh, or got a bottle of water before we got going, because my mouth's dry, um, but we're going to roll with it anyway. Um, so what has happened? It's been so long since I've recorded a solo podcast. Um, big shout out to Josh Sheridan, who recorded a podcast with me last week um, for that episode. Um, I, I really appreciate him and love him. Um, and uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show, but he's actually never listened to an episode of the podcast, which seems a little taboo. And honestly, if I could go back in time, I'd probably tell him to listen before he comes on as a guest, but it's all good. My feelings aren't hurt. Um, no, seriously, I, I do really appreciate everyone that listens, listens to this podcast. I put a ton of work into them. Um, it does take a lot of effort, um, not only to produce it, um, but also to be in the mindset to do it, you know, as i very easy to procrastinate doing this. Um, it's very easy to uh, get distracted from doing it. Um, and thus, this episode is going to be launched or released on Thursday, which is tomorrow, which is July 8th, um, and not on the usual Tuesdays, but I needed a couple more days, mostly because life has just been absolutely crazy. We've gotten to a point now in, in our lives as adults and as parents where we pretty much have something every weekend like the, the, the days where we don't have anything planned and where we can just sort of do whatever we want and sit around on the couch and watch impractical jokers for hours on end. Those days are long over everything or we have a, we have a plan every single day. Um, and uh, it's exhausting. You know, we, um, every single weekend in June, we had something and now most weekends in July were booked and we're already starting to fill up a few weekends in August as well. So it's been, it's been crazy, but, um, regardless, I am still able to do this podcast and I'm thrilled to be able to do it. Um, but, uh, one other thing that has been super, you know, time consuming is that I did finish my word of life, word of life. No, I did finish my, um, class. There we go. Um, for Ethnos 360 Bible Institute, um, that I've been going through with this podcast. If you've been around for a few episodes, I've kind of gone over some of my homework assignments and I've shared a little bit about, um, you know, what it is that I'm learning and what it is that I'm doing in that class. But I did finish the love of God, um, over the weekend. Um, I waited a little too long probably to do my final paper. Um, and, uh, it wasn't necessarily a procrastination thing. It's just been a long time since I've, since I've written a paper, um, so it took me quite a while to do it. I submitted it at 10 p.m. It was due at midnight that night, so two hours to spare. Um, and uh, I ended up getting 100 on it, which is like astonishing. I've never gotten 100 on anything in my entire life. Um, but I got 100 on it, and I ended up finishing the class with like a 98. Um, it's been a really good class, and and and. Uh, it's been a crazy and, and moving couple of months for me and for Becca, really. Um, but when we started um, this class, um, 
and we, we got back into school really. It was it was just me. Becca's already graduated. So when I started, you know, class up again, um it had been a long time coming and beforehand, you know, we you know, we had a plan set out with some of the people over at Ethnos three sixty Bible Institute that said, Hey, you know, here's what we think is best for you online. You've already completed some of the courses. Um, if you don't know already, I completed this back in 2014. So you've already completed some of the courses. Here's sort of what we recommend you doing next um, in order to, you know, smoothly move along um, through all the credit hours needed to graduate. So they laid it out that, you know, the first summer uh, semester, which was about, um, I think it was from May until July, um, and I did The Love of God. Um, it was just one credit hour. It was one class. It was a good intro into it. You know, I've also been starting a new job, so it's been a little bit crazy. Um, but at the very beginning of it, um, you know, we were. Ex- I was excited. Uh, I love the the idea of the love of God and learning and focusing on that. Um, and I'm I'm so appreciative of of Mike Sullivan, my professor in that class. He does an amazing job. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about what I learned um, from that class. But then I'm also going to talk about how God has moved through me um, and moved in me through that class as well, and and how I have um, improved both in my knowledge of Scripture afterwards, but also my knowledge of God's love um, afterwards. So, um, first of all, the, the things that I've learned, uh, um, and this is maybe a little bit more up for debate, but you know, one thing that really impacted me um, was that you know God has such an immaculate creation. Um, there are so many things that we as humans just cannot comprehend. Um, the idea of of God being ever existing and that He had no beginning and He has no end. Um, it's a little. It's just not something that the human brain can comprehend, really, because everything has a, a beginning and an end in our human life. Um, you know, the the endless galaxies that just are without reach of even the most intense telescope or whatever. Um, there are so many things that we as humans are incapable of knowing. Um, and, and God actually says in the Bible, I believe it's in Deuteronomy, he says that the things that are revealed to us belong to us, but the secrets belong to the Father, and, and that God knows that there are things that we will never be able to understand. But, and again, this is a little bit debatable, one thing that I so appreciate from God is that he actually gives us the capability to understand and comprehend his love for us. Um, and, and the word love, so many people are really complicated and convoluted, but the Bible actually tells you what love is and where it comes from. Um, and God does not make any effort to make love confusing. He wants us to understand it. He wants us to, to live it out. Um, and he wants us to display it for others and, and so that they know who it is that we represent. Um, and so that's one thing that I've taken from this class is that, you know, this idea that, um, you know, that we really over romanticize love and that I think I love this person. I don't think I love this person. Like, like there is a pretty good description of what love is in, in the Bible. And, and, you know, Mike Sullivan did an amazing job of helping me understand that. Um, the book I read, which is, um, drawing a blank, the book I read, um, A Love Worth Giving by Max Lusato or Lucado, however you pronounce it, it's Italian, um, but he does an amazing job as well, and and uh, one part of that book that I especially appreciated was towards the end, you know, I obviously have my two daughters, and so I'm dreading the day where 
um, you know, they, <clears throat> you know, go on and, and start talking to boys and, and dating boys. And, you know, there's the age old issue um, that I dread having to deal with as a father, right? But there's, you know, um, these two, you know, teenagers, young kids, and, you know, uh, maybe they're dating or something like that. And he wants the relationship to turn into a physical area. But, you know, maybe she, and I'm just speaking she objectively, right? Um, you know, she doesn't want to do that. She wants to hold true to what she, you know, believes is truthful and, and what she feels convicted to do, which is to wait until she's married to move into a physical, you know, relationship. But, you know, he, you know, manipulates by saying like, oh, but I love you and I want to be close to you. Um, and I think that, you know, the way that Max Lasato in this book, um, you know, broke it down that I so appreciated, especially as a dad. And I, as I prepare myself to want to have to deal with these types of hard conversations, hopefully I don't. But, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, I have two beautiful kids that are going to eventually grow up and be older and they'll have to face some of these difficulties. But, um, you know, is that, you know, love does not delight in evil. Love does not deceive. It is, it is patient. It is, it says in, in I think it's first Corinthians, something I really should know off the top of my head. It says these different things about love, um, and it tells you what love is. And I think that is so crucial for um, for me is that I actually have a reference for what is loving and what is not loving. Um, and now if, if someone were to do that and, and try to manipulate someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't love them, but they're not being loving. And there's a really big difference there between um, loving is, um, you know, to love someone is not factual. You, you love someone physically, and it's a... It really is a verb in that you are loving someone actively. You know, I make strong attempts to love my wife actively, and I do that by being patient, by being kind, by not being boastful, and living out what God's Word says about love. That's how I pursue uh, my wife, and that's how I love my wife. Um, and I love our relationship, and I'm so thankful for that. But in this course specifically, I really appreciated the way that, that Mike Sullivan broke down love and made it um, more factual to what God says about us and about love um, and the way that God loves us. And and it is truly a tremendous thing, the way that God loves us. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think it's a really wonderful thing that, you know, the Bible is very specific by the fact that it says that um, love comes from God and love comes from, from Him. Um, and so the ability to love is gifted to everybody. It's not gifted to just Christians. And I think that's actually really, really cool is that, you know, as, 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 um, you know, believers of Jesus Christ and, and, you know, those who understand and believe that, you know, we are incapable and unable to, um, be perfect. And thus we need Jesus Christ as our savior. Um, you know, we are gifted and, and blessed with many different things. Um, but God, you know, gave his son and he gave his love and he gave the ability to love to everyone. And I think that is really amazing. Um, I don't think, you know, and again, a lot of people might try and debate me on it, but this, you know, we, you know, we have this amazing ability to love, but so does everybody else. And I think that's a really, really great thing, um, that it's not just Christian people that can experience what amazing love is. So, um, yeah, it really just was a, a fantastic class, um, I've learned a lot just about love, about the way that I love. I I feel a, a new sense of self-worth knowing just how much God loves me specifically and unconditionally. Um, and that has been really, really cool as well to sort of 
um, you know, understand that more and, and feel that more after finishing that class. So truly, um, you know, amazing job by, by Mike Sullivan, um, and the book my, uh, by Max Lasado, L-A-C-U-D-O, um, a love worth giving is a, is a great book as well. And I recommend you give it a read. Um, if you want, you can reach out to me and I will loan it to you if you're in the area. Um, you know, we have it. So anyways, um, so, so yeah, the, the class was fantastic. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, and at the very beginning of, of this course, um, of this course, you know, I, I had prayed and I had asked God to open up my eyes more to, to what loving is. And, and ultimately I wanted to be given an opportunity to love someone that I know and love someone that I don't know. Um, I kind of opened up, you know, and, and asked God to, give me an opportunity to, um, to love somebody and, um, and somebody random. So, um, with that, you know, I decided, okay, I'm going to take it on myself to find someone to love, um, outside of my immediate circle. Right. You know, I love, man, I love my wife. I love my kids. And if you've been around for more than a couple episodes, you know how much I love my friends, you know, how much I love John Groves, especially, um, also while I think of it right now, I just want to give a big shout out to my aunt Mel who listens to every single episode. Um, and she is the first person to tell me how much she appreciates these podcasts when she sees me. And it seriously means the world to me. So, um, I know you're listening to this aunt Mel. Um, it's my wife's aunt. Um, so my mother-in-law's sister, so my aunt-in-law, I suppose. Um, but I love you. You love you dearly. And thank you so much for loving my kids. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, anyways, I, while I thought of it, I wanted to throw it in there cause I'm tired of not, of, of not, you know, remembering to do that. So, um, so anyways, so, you know, I prayed that the Lord would give me opportunities to love, um, you know, and the Bible says love my neighbor and, and to give it an even more modern translation. It's to love, um, people within my community or love someone within my community. So, um, so by, you know, I wanted to pursue someone and, and to, and to lovingly pursue someone that I could show God's love to and, and just care about and pray for and just let them know that I'm thinking of them. Um, and so I found a guy, um, and I wanted it to be a guy specifically because I think it'd be a little bit weird if I chose a woman because I am indeed a married man. Uh, so I did, I did choose a, a guy, um, and, uh, and, and, and I will get to it in a little bit. I do have a, sh- a story to share with you all. Um, but I was also given the opportunity to love someone within my community. Um, and, uh, I want to share that as well. It was actually a really difficult, um, experience for me. Um, but first I just want to say, um, I did find someone that I wanted to, you know, I wanted to love on and pray for. And, and this person's name is Ethan Reed. And I don't think that Ethan listens to these podcasts, but if Ethan's listening to these podcasts, um, I guess now he knows that he was my target. But um, yeah, so <clears throat> you know, I, I felt that you know, hey, let, let's let's um, let's just find ways to love Ethan. Um, and I didn't, uh, you know, I know Ethan. I don't know Ethan super well. Um, you know, our relationship is pretty surface level and pretty based on Instagram, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I know Ethan. I first met Ethan when I served in the youth ministry for Cornerstone Community Church in Simi Valley, California. 
and he was a kid in that youth ministry. Um, and I want to say he was probably in like sixth grade, uh, maybe seventh grade or so. And I was just finishing high school. Um, but I was kind of just helping out, I believe on like Sundays or something like that. I don't really know, but I met him and his sister and then his whole plethora of younger siblings as well. Um, I had not heard from him in many, many years. Um, until he started working with my little brother at Studio Movie Grill in Simi Valley, California. So from there, um, you know, I met him, re-met him anyway, and, uh, you know, we became acquainted on Instagram. I'd see him every once in a while. He actually was at my wedding. He served as like an assistant photographer at my wedding. He's a pretty good photographer and he wanted to get some wedding experience in. So he assisted my friend Duncan Morgan, who is a very talented photographer. Uh, I think we've talked about him here on the podcast before. Um, anyways, so he, so he assisted in, in our wedding shoot and, uh, anyways, so, um, but yeah, you know, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I felt like, Hey, you know what? I think, I think Ethan's going to be the person that is going to be on my mind for for the foreseeable couple of months um, when I began this class. And I prayed for Ethan about every single day um, in the car on my way to work or, or whenever I had an opportunity, probably not every single day if I'm being totally frank and honest with you guys, but I did pray for Ethan often. Um, it's actually going to be his birthday next week, which I actually do know because I asked him and I said, hey, when's your birthday? Just out of curiosity, a birthday is a good way to show someone you care about him and, and that you're thinking of him. So July 13th, which is next week, or his, his 21st birthday, which is exciting. Um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, I sent him a couple of things for his birthday, but mostly I just, you know, I've been praying for him and thinking of him and, uh, and it's actually a really good feeling. And I want to like push that out there that if you are up for trying the same thing, I really want to encourage you to do that because it was a really good feeling to, um, just have someone outside of my marriage and outside of my relationship with my kids and my family that I just like, Hey, I'm going to dedicate a little piece of my time throughout a week and just think about this person and pray for them. Um, and just have like loving thoughts towards them. Um, and find a way that you can just show them how, you know, that you care about them. So thus I, you know, I sent him just a couple of birthday presents. Um, he, uh, I, I literally, I, I know him so little, that I had to take to his Instagram account and just find things that he might like. So I took a pretty wild guess. Um, shout out to my friend Amazon, who has a bunch of different stuff. And he, you know, I can shop um, at his store whenever I want. And usually it's pretty quick delivery. So thank you to my friend Amazon. Um, you know, I sent him like a retro like t-shirt. Um, and then I saw that he had an Apple Watch. Um, and so I got him like a cool Apple Watch band. I have no clue. Um but the main thing is, is I just let him know that, hey, I'm, you know, I love you. I think about you, praying for you. I hope you're doing great. Um, anyway, so that's kind of like, you know, that, that's been a really fun thing for me. And I want to encourage that and like put that out there that, hey, if anyone's up for trying that, you totally should. Because it's, it's a really fulfilling and rewarding thing just to find someone in your life to love like that. Um, you know, I think that it, it, it's been, it's been good for me anyway. Maybe it wouldn't be for you, but I've appreciated it. And, um, you know, Ethan, if you are, if you are listening, my friend, um, I, uh, I hope that uh, you're doing well and I, I do love you and I appreciate you and I'm thinking about you. So, but I don't think you listen to this podcast because, you know, why would you, you know, people in California are so darn busy doing their thing. I, since moving out here, man, 
I'm, I'm often, I have, there's a lot less things to do for sure, but we're, you know, we're in mid July here eh, beginning of July. What a week down in July. I'm sorry. It's late at night here in the middle of the week. So I'm tired. We're one week down here in July, but like every single day for the last couple weeks, it's been like pouring down rain, um, in July, dude. And I'm used to California where it's like, you know, um, for instance, there hasn't been a rain postponed, like a postponed Dodger game because of the rain since 2003. Um, just because during the summer, it just never rains and especially doesn't rain enough to cancel a Dodgers game. So I come out here and it's just the worst. So anyway, tired of it. Looking forward to some good weather. Okay. So now I'm going to share with you guys a little bit. So at you know, the beginning of this of this class, um, The Love of God with Ethnos 360 Bible Institute, I had prayed and I asked God to give me an opportunity to love someone within my community. And God answered that prayer in a really, really tough way for me to deal with. Um, for those of you who have followed this podcast long enough, you know that in the very first episode, I had a different job, and now I have a different job from that. Um, I quit that job, um, you know, because of some, you know, some issues there, and I won't go into it. I think it's episode four if you want to go check it out. Um, but regardless, I work for a hospice and palliative care organization. Um, it's not a lavish job. I, I speak to people um, and work with people who are terminally ill or have chronic diseases and are dying. Um, it's a difficult job. It, it requires a lot of mental toughness and strength. Um, I happen to love this job. I do. I love um, getting to know um, some of these these people and, and getting to serve them and being able to sort of lighten the mood a little bit, um, which I think I'm actually pretty good at. Um, so I love that element of it. I do. Um, however, there was an incident that was really difficult for me and I won't go too deep into it. Um, but I am going to share with you guys some, some moderately disturbing things. And so, um, you know, if you got kids in the car, you'll probably be okay. But you know, viewer discretion or listener discretion is advised. Um, so we got a call, and again, a lot of this is is protected by HIPAA, so I can't share too much. Um, but we got a call from, um, you know, from a doctor's office. They had a referral for us. Um, it was a it was a man um, in his early fifties, and he had terminal AIDS. Um, so he was dying of AIDS, and AIDS is a very very bad way to die. Um, it pretty much just attacks your immune system and you get sick from every single thing. Um, you know, if you have AIDS and, and, you know, you're in the middle of a pandemic, it's not fun, right? It's, it's a scary thing to be sick with. Um, so we got this referral. Now my job is essentially to take the referral and, uh, and try and place contact with the patient. Um, you know, my job as an access coordinator is to make sure that people within the community have access to their hospice benefit. So, um, so I called and, uh, no answer. And I called again and I got no answer and I called again. The phone number was disconnected. So, okay. Um, I called the doctor's office back who gave us a referral and I said, you have an alternative phone number for this guy. So, you know, they give me an alternative phone number they had for him. And I, I called and it, you know, ring and ring and ring and ring and ring. Um, no answer. And that is a tell sign that it's like a landline that was never disconnected. Um, 
So the phone number will ring continuously until it eventually just, you know, the person gives up. It is an infinite ring. So sure enough, I tried and I tried and I tried. Couldn't get a hold of this guy. Um, I spoke with my supervisor and she advised me, hey, let's just try sending him a letter, letting him know that, hey, we got a referral for you. We'd like to see your help. You know, we get you taken care of and uh, we can go from there. So, okay, I sent this guy a letter. Nothing, never heard from him. Um, Never heard from him. And, um, you know, I'd say maybe a month goes by, maybe six weeks or so go by. And I get a call one day um, from this from this guy. He said, hey, you know. I would like to remain anonymous. He wouldn't give me his name. I'd like to remain anonymous, but I am calling you because I need you to step in to this person's life. And he told me the patient's name. Um, I said, yeah, I I recall who that is. And he said, um, you know, you, this, this person needs you. He needs, he needs your help. Um, he's really struggling. Um, I'm his friend. Um, and this person, um, has no family. He has nobody. Um, and he is laying in his own feces, um, and he's laying in his own urine and he's dying and he needs, he needs someone to help him. And I said, okay, you know, I want, I would love to help him, but I, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. You know, I, um, you know, I've tried calling, I, I've sent a letter and he said, you know what? The only thing you can do is just go to this guy's home. Um, and so I had never done that before. Um, wasn't entirely comfortable with the idea. Uh, I wasn't super familiar with the area. Um, but ultimately, you know, what this guy's friend was telling me was convicting and, and I wanted to help. So I, you know, I obliged, I said, okay, you know, I will, um, I'll go over there. So, um, so I drove over there and I knocked on the door this was like a crazy hot day. It was like, like 93 degrees out and humid and, and sunny and, and brutal and beautiful at the same time. Um, I, I, I knocked on this person's door, um, and I waited and I waited and I waited. And then this woman comes to the door and I know the patient's not a woman. The woman comes to the door and she starts just immediately throwing profanities out at me and, and, you know, get the F out of here, get the F off my porch you know, what are you doing here? Get out of here. I don't know who she thought that I was. I had my little name tag on and, and all of that. And I, you know, I look like the least threatening person that you or anybody has ever seen. Um, I, I don't think that I look very threatening at all. I think the tattoos are extremely deceiving. Um, but you know, I, I let her know. I say, hi, I mean, you know, my name is Mason. I am, you know, with hospice and palliative care. And, um, you know, we got a referral for, you know, um, Mr. So-and-so again, I can't, I can't share names. Um, but we got a referral for this person and, uh, you know, I'm here to help. I want to, I want to help him and I want to take care of him. Um, and, uh, and you know, she's all sorts of angry at me, but it became extremely obvious to me that there was some drug use going on in this home and actively. Um, and then I believe I, I don't have any concrete evidence of this, but I believe that she was, um, under the influence of something. So, um, you know, I plead with her, like, look, I'm, I'm here to help. I just, I want to speak to this man. Um, is he home? And she said, yeah, he's home. And she's, you know, she's throwing a fit. She literally had an open wound on her face, on her cheek, which is consistent with methamphetamine. Um, but she had an open wound on her face and there was just blood just trickling down her face. And, and man, I just, my heart just like is aching at this point for this, this woman and these people. It's, um, 
you know, this is this at this point in my life, this is this is the absolute lowest I've ever seen humanity. It truly is. I have I've never seen it this low before. Um, and you know, I pleaded with her, but finally she agreed that she would go retrieve this individual for me. Um, I waited outside for over an hour um, in the hot sun, and I didn't hear a word. I didn't see anything. I just waited, and I wasn't leaving without speaking to this person. If he was in there, I needed to speak to him because I promised his friend that I would, um, and I would try my very best. And so I was there to give my very best that I could see this person. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional here. Um, but I promised I'd give my best, and uh, so I waited, and I waited, and I waited, Ended up knocking on the door again. Um, I don't know if they knew they forgotten about me or whatever. I knock on the door again, you know, and I hear this, you know, he's effing coming, you know, shut the F up. And uh, so, you know, I wait a little longer, I wait a little longer. And sure enough, this man comes before me and, uh, sorry, I'm emotional here. He comes before me and probably six, six two maybe, um, 80 pounds, um, 90 pounds maybe, just um, wasting away just nothing left um of this person and I stared into his eyes and you just see nothingness really just just it felt like he was dead already you really you know I I I looked him in the eye and I just I just didn't see a, a soul looking back it's it's hard to describe um but I told him I was there I was there to help you and I wanted to I wanted help I wanted to I wanted to save him from the situation. Um, but it, you know, it doesn't work like that. You know, there's a process in place the way that our, our healthcare works in this country. I, I can't just, you know, save, save him and take him out of there. There's really no saving him. Right. I mean, this man has, has, has AIDS and he had open blood all over his body from, it looked like someone took a hatchet to his arm. He had his open wounds everywhere. He was, his skin was just so flaky to the point where it just would just break open with with a pinch it's just um he had nothing left to him and um I told him I, I'm here to help and I'm here to you know your your friend is worried about you he wouldn't give me his name but there's people that care about you and I'm here I, I want to help you and um you know he wasn't as receptive to seeing me either you know he you know would you know, tell me he wanted me to leave and that he doesn't need any help and you know, meanwhile, this person's just matted hair on their head. He's covered in his own feces, um, just bleeding down his arm. This, you know, toxic AIDS-ridden blood, I'm sure. And, uh, um, you know, ultimately, he, you know, he ended up throwing a cigarette at me. Um, and uh, ultimately, I decided um, that, you know, I was, you know, I was going to help this person and, and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, there's a lot more to the story. Um, ultimately I had the, you know, I had the, you know, I had a call into the police, um, and EMS because of the open wound on his arm. Um, and, uh, you know, they came and, and, you know, they got him, got him a little bit more polished up, um, taken care of. And, you know, when, when, uh, this person calmed down a little bit, um, you know, we had agreed um, that uh, that I was going to pursue getting him into a skilled nursing facility. Um, I told him that we would not be able to admit him onto our hospice care um, in his current home. It's unsafe. Um, you know, it, when there, there's no way to describe the smell um, 
that I smell when I walked into this person's home. I mean, it was a combination of of feces and urine um, and um, just vile. Um, and so there's no way that we could, you know, send the nurse in there. So I told him the only way that we can help him is to is to get him into a skilled nursing facility. So ultimately he agreed um, that we would pursue that. So I took some real basic information from him and I contacted the New York State Department of Health. And, um, you know, they, they sent somebody out. Um, and I, I went over to, to see this person a couple more times just to check on him, let them know that I'm there for him um, and that I'm working on it. <laughs> I let them know that, um, that I, wanted, I wanted to help him. And uh, that I cared about him, um, and I was gonna see him. I was gonna see him through it. Um, but uh, the day came around when um, the the New York State lady came, and her and I met, um, and we drove over um, to this person's house, and ultimately he ended up he ended up being dead. Um, he was dead. Um, it's been the hardest, like, week of my life to understand why he had to be dead. Um, ultimately, I keep replaying it over my head and over in my head is that, you know, when we first got the referral, why didn't I just go over to his house? You know, if, if he wasn't calling and, you know, why didn't I just go over to his house first? Um, I had a month window there where, you know, I could have, you know, I had a month where I could have gotten him into a skilled nursing facility. He could have, you know, either lived a little bit longer or died comfortably. Um, you know, I had an opportunity, had an opportunity there and I didn't do it. Um, there are limitations to what I could have done, right? I, I, I could only go to this person's house with the approval of my supervisor. It wasn't just like it was up to me whether or not I did that. I just, I was given an opportunity to do something and I, I, I just struggling to cope with it. Um, ultimately, yeah, it's been a really hard week processing that. And the reason I bring it up, um, and my, my coworkers, um, have been, so encouraging through it. Um, but I, I asked God for an opportunity to love someone within my community that was someone that was out of my reach from what I, what is in my circle. Um, and he gave me this person to, to love on them. And although it didn't end the way that anyone wanted, right? This guy, we don't want this guy to die in his house alone. Um, he did die knowing that I was coming. Sorry, he knew that I was coming. And he knew that people were trying. Um, he, he had hope that, um, that we were, we were working on it. And, uh, yeah, he he had that. Um, 
Anyways, I'm sorry to get so emotional on my podcast. It's supposed to be the happy wreck, and this is a sad wreck moment, but... Um, I learned in that that um, love is patient and love is kind and all those virtues, but love is active and love is um, pursuing and uh, love love takes a lot of effort to um, to find um, and to pursue others. And uh, if you are sitting on your couch waiting for the opportunity to love someone the way that God loves us and the way that Jesus loves us, it's it's not going to come to you as quickly as if you had the opportunity to go out and pursue loving someone. And uh, that's, that is ultimately the biggest thing that I've learned um, over the course of this course and of the course of this last week or so. It's really fresh. Um, it's been um, not even a week yet since this all has happened. So you guys are getting obviously really raw emotions, and um, yeah, it's uh, it was not it was not a fun experience for me, but ultimately it was not a fun experience for this person either. And uh, I'm I'm humbled to be in in the um, be in this situation and everything that I will learn from it and grow from it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a challenge, but I'm thankful for it regardless. So, um, anyways, guys, we're going to wrap, wrap up this episode. Um, episode 21, there's so many more things, um, I could talk about. Um, ultimately I probably should have maybe waited a little bit to, to drop this. Um, but I am, I did want to share it with you because I, I, you know, I, I do think that God is going to bring something good out of this experience, at least in my life. Um, and, uh, and I do believe that, um, you know, God is going to mold me into a better man because of this. Um, so thank you um, for listening. I really appreciate it a lot. Um, and I hope that you guys um, enjoy your week and I hope to see you for episode 22. Thanks so much.